Genesis chapter 20, verse 1. And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the land of the south, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shur, and he sojourned in Gerar. 2. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah. So this is the second time that Abraham has told a king that Sarah is his sister. His reasoning is that they're going to take Sarah anyway, whether they think that she's his sister or they think that she's his wife. They're still going to take her because she's very beautiful. And it's amazing because we know that Sarah is at least 90 years old at this point. And the first time that Abraham told the king, which was Pharaoh, that she was his sister and Pharaoh took her in to be a wife, she was 65 at that point. Now she's 90 and she's still very, very beautiful. But remember, people lived a lot longer back then and they ate a lot better. The air was cleaner, the, the water was cleaner. But the reasoning is, Abraham believes that if he says that she's his wife, they'll kill him to take her as a wife. And if he says that she's his sister, they're still going to take her as a wife, whether he likes it or not. But if he says that she is his sister, they won't kill him because they won't have to get rid of him to have her. They'll think that because they're brother and sister that they can just take her on a friendly basis. So when the when Pharaoh took Sarah as a wife, he became friends with Abraham. It became an alliance because she was like a gift to Pharaoh. And the same thing is happening here. Abimelech is taking Sarah as a gift from Abraham so that they will have an alliance. So I think Abraham's thinking that at least he'll be alive if he tells these kings that Sarah is his sister. 3. But God came to Abimelech in a dream of the night, and said to him, Behold, thou shalt die, because of the woman whom thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. 4. Now Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, wilt thou slay even a righteous nation? So Abimelech hasn't had sex with her yet, and this is the same thing that happened in Egypt. Pharaoh became aware that Sarah was Abraham's wife before he had sex with her because kings took women all the time as gifts. They could have a harem of hundreds. And when they took a woman, she would go in queue in the harem. So he wouldn't sleep with her right away. He would sleep with her when her number came up. And in both cases, the king becomes aware that he has sinned against the Lord and he is really upset that Abraham tricked him. So in Abimelech's dream, the Lord told him that he took another man's wife, and now Abimelech is saying, But I haven't slept with her yet. Are you going to punish me even though I haven't slept with her? 5. Said he not himself unto me, She is my sister. And she, even she herself said, He is my brother. In the simplicity of my heart and in the innocency of my hands have I done this. So he's telling God that he's really innocent. He's been lied to, although he probably would have killed Abraham to get her if he had known the truth. 6. And God said unto him in the dream, Yea, I know that in the simplicity of thy heart thou hast done this, and I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. 7. Now this is God talking to Abimelech. Now therefore restore the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. So God says, you can give him back his wife, or 
I'm going to kill you and everything that you have. 8. And Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were sore afraid, very afraid. 9. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us, and wherein have I sinned against thee, that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. So Abimelech is really upset, just like Pharaoh was with Abraham. 10. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? 11. And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. So Abraham's presenting his argument, but evidently it's possible that Abimelech would not have killed Abraham, but we can't be totally sure. 12. And moreover, she is indeed my sister, the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And so she became my wife. Now remember, this is before God set the law that you cannot marry near relatives. This is back when the gene pool was more pure. And like with Adam and Eve, their children had to marry each other. That's the only way that they could populate. And then as time went by, people were still marrying maybe sisters, half-sisters for a long time. So it was still the custom to marry near relatives, and the gene pool was still pure enough to do that. But when Moses comes along several hundred years later, God is going to set down the law that you cannot do this anymore. 13. And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said unto her, this is thy kindness which thou shalt show unto me at every place whither we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. 14. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah his wife. So Abimelech not only gives Sarah back but gives Abraham gifts to make sure that God is not angry with Abimelech. 15. And Abimelech said, Behold, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleaseth thee. So Abimelech also says, You can dwell in peace anywhere on my land that you want, and I won't, I'll leave you alone. 16. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, it is for thee a covering of the eyes to all that are with thee, and before all men thou art righted. So Abimelech says directly to Sarah, I'm basically paying a dowry for you, even though I never had you as a wife. And notice he calls Abraham your brother. And it's kind of appropriate because he's emphasizing the fact that he was lied to and made to believe that she was single. But he's paying her a dowry anyway, even though he never had her and she is actually Abraham's, Abraham's wife. So he's really going the extra mile to make sure everyone's happy. So he's saying, Sarah, there's no shame on you. I just paid so that you won't be ashamed. 17. And Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bore children. So God had stopped all the wombs in the concubine. But now, because Abimelech made peace with God and Abraham, Abraham prayed on his behalf, and all the wombs were opened again so they could have children again. You'll see this later also in the book of Job, where a righteous man prays for sinners, and they get restored. And here, Abraham has to pray on behalf of Abimelech. Now, Abimelech was a sinner, but not by choice. He did it in ignorance. He had no idea that he was sinning. But this shows you how God views sin. 
If it's wrong, it's wrong. Even if you do it by ignorance, you're still responsible. And we'll see this later in Exodus when God lays down the law for trespasses. A trespass is when you sin in ignorance, when you do something wrong and you don't even know it. Once you become aware of your mistake, you have to make peace with God. You have to repent, be sorry, And so this means that if you do something by mistake, God takes it very seriously. And once you become aware that you did wrong, you need to set it right. For instance, say you're walking down the road and you bump into somebody on accident. Well, it's not your fault that you bumped into them, but you still need to make things right. You need to apologize to that person and say that you're sorry. But if you bump into the person and you just keep going and you don't care because you you say to yourself, oh, it was an accident, therefore I'm not at fault. Well, God doesn't agree with you. God takes every mistake, every sin seriously, even if it's done in ignorance or by accident. You'll also see this extended to where in Exodus and Deuteronomy, when it goes over the law, when God tells the law to the people, he says, if your neighbor's, if you come upon your neighbor's property by accident, you have to return it. It's not your neighbor's fault if their donkey wanders into your field. You cannot keep the donkey. You have to return the donkey or keep feeding it and housing it until the neighbor comes to get it. As long as we are unaware, we aren't held accountable. But the moment that we become aware, We must make things right. Why? Because God is holy. He's a holy God. He's perfect. He's righteous. So we just have to honor the holiness of God. 18. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. But now we know all the wombs are opened again. And that concludes Genesis chapter 20.